Thoughts today on the beating that tracks take when the weather goes bad, plus why Kyle Larson will win the High Limit Championship. Let's go. It's Tuesday, March 28th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I mentioned very briefly on the Monday show that I had some thoughts around Lincoln Speedway from this past weekend, and I want to dive into that today. It was no doubt a wet weekend in central Pennsylvania, and it led to the cancellations of both Williams Grove and Port Royal. Lincoln fought it out on Saturday night, and BAPS ran on Sunday afternoon. All of these decisions in some form or fashion were criticized and criticized by not only people on social media, but also in the media. To give you an idea of how ridiculous all of this was, Jesse Carberry, who is a photographer up in PA, tagged me in this tweet. Uh, And this is exactly the situation. It reads, PA Racing Twitter Weekend Recap. Williams Grove canceled late, even though everyone knew it would rain, but also canceled too early because they don't actually want to race. Port Royal canceled and should have raced. Lincoln raced, should have canceled. BAPS raced and should have, but not with those track conditions. And yeah, that's basically the sentiments in a nutshell. The tracks in these cases literally can't win. If they race and conditions aren't absolutely perfect, like we saw at Lincoln, people say they should have just canceled the show. We saw those uh, thoughts on social media and from Jeremy Elliott in his uh, wrap-up post-race report from the night. But if they cancel, they catch hell like Williams Grove at Port Royal did. You hear things like, it wasn't raining that bad, it was clear by whatever time, they could have got it in, they don't want to race, they should just sell the track. It's all pretty ridiculous. And let me remind you that all of these tracks are in a very like close radius to all of each other. So some raced, caught hell, some didn't race, caught hell, and it's all from the same people. I've said this before, you won't hear me criticize a track over track prep. And I'm not going to do that because it's an inexact science. Sometimes you can do all the right things and it goes sideways. And you also won't hear me dog a track for canceling or not canceling. It's a judgment call either way. If they think they can get the show in like Lincoln did, kudos to them. If the track goes sideways, drivers don't want to race on a night like that, fine. They can put it in the box or don't come out. And we saw that a few weeks ago at Sonoya. It sucks to see guys load up and leave mid-program, but that's their choice. Breaking stuff is expensive. Everyone is free to make their own best decision here. If pits are swampy and the track doesn't want to risk a low turnout for a full payout, fine, shut it down. It sucks. We wanted to see some racing, but hey, I get it. I've been critical of Lincoln lately around their decisions on streaming, but I appreciated that they raced on Saturday. It wasn't the best feature I've ever seen. It's not the worst feature I've ever seen either. And I think it was cool to see Chase Steed score the win driving in his own car, especially after following him uh, him on TikTok all season as he's built this team. And if you know how to look and where to look, there are interesting things happening all over the place in any race, and even in a feature that might not be a barn burner like we saw on Saturday night. I think we forget, too, that a big reason why dirt racing is captivating and fun to watch is the dynamic track conditions. Some days you're going to have a perfect surface, others it's going to be heavy, rutted, cowboy up, and still others it's going to get dusty, locked down, and it's going to eat tires. That's just the nature of the beast of dirt racing. If you don't like that, you want racing where track conditions are much more predictable, let me introduce you to pavement racing. Even Sunday at BAPS, not a particularly great day, but Anthony Macri still took home $5,000. Somebody was going to win that race. And I promise you, Colton Gauss would have loved to do anything possible to avoid the feature that happened. 
And I'm sure he would love to avoid the tongue lashings that I'm sure he and his officials took from the drivers and the teams both during and after that one. So don't worry, track promoters. I know you guys hate me already anyway, but barring some sort of horrific negligence, you won't hear from me on track prep or cancellations. Keep doing the best you can with this stuff and ignore the idiots. It's a tough business you're in, and I appreciate when you race anyway, even on a damp night, and I appreciate when you cancel in the name of self-preservation. All right, before we move on, quick shout out and thanks to Josh, uh, Josh and Jesse who have jumped on in recent days as new channel members. The added support is much appreciated. If you want to help with what I'm doing here for just a few dollars a month and get some extra perks, click the join button on this video or go to youtube.com slash dirt tracker slash join. So Buddy Kofoid was a Ward of Outlaws winner over the weekend at the Talladega Short Track. And in my comments yesterday, Blake said he thinks Buddy will win the High Limit Sprint Car Series title this season. And we are at this moment exactly two weeks away from the High Limit opener at Lakeside Speedway. So I wanted to look at the field and see if we can't make a prediction or two about that champion. Right now, based on tweets and supposed agreements, the High Limit full-time field looks uh, like it's 11 guys. Kofoid, Hunter Schoenberg, Kyle Larson, Corey Eliason, Justin Peck, Chase Randall, Danny Dietrich, Brent Marks, Rico Abreu, Anthony Macri, and Tyler Courtney. It's a pretty serious group. And while I don't dislike the Kofoid as champion pick, I don't know how you pick against Kyle Larson here. If he's able to run the full slate of races and not have to miss any because of NASCAR commitments, I think he's got to be the guy here. Over the previous three years, he's run a total of 122 wing sprint car races. Last season, he won 7 of 28. In 2021, it was 11 of 26. And that magical 2020 season was 32 of 68. So 50 wins in his last 122 starts is good for right at 41% of races. Nobody else even comes close to that type of win percentage. Anthony Macri was the winningest driver in all of sprint car racing a year ago with 23 wins in 93 starts, but that's just shy 25%. So Larson wins more often than anyone else, and he had at least some hand in shaping this schedule and which tracks they hit. He's got past wins at six of the 11 places they're going to stop at on the schedule, including 34 Raceway, Wayne County, Grandview, Eagle, Lernerville, and Hussets. And he didn't win at Bridgeport with the Outlaws last year, but he was fast and did finish second. This whole thing aligns really well for him to win a bunch of these races and the championship. I think outside of the World of Outlaws, this will be a very tough championship to win based on the quality of these fields, but I think Larson is the guy here. Drop me a comment let me know who you're picking for this championship and why. Uh, today's streaming schedule, three shows, Outlaw Karts at Millbridge on Dirt Vision plus Dirt Vision Now. You've also got Flow Racing 24-7. If you want to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Tuesday out there. We'll be right back here tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.